this is the Fearless Fathers Podcast, a podcast for you, the fathers who suffer in silence every single day. Come with us as we hit those main topics that are just burning through your soul. It's going to get uncomfortable, it's going to be fun, and together we will become fearless. Hello again, everybody. Welcome our fearless family here to another Monday episode on the Fearless Fathers Podcast. As always, I am your co-host and captain of this righteous ship, Mr. Davo, and alongside me, I have my relatively decent first mate. I don't know why I went with the pirate jokes, but I, I have Ryan with us. Ryan, say what's up. You, you could have went with something that actually meant something to us. You could have been number one man. But you no, we went naval. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Civ lately, and I had a I had a naval Civ for uh, the last okay. go around. So that that's kind of where we were going. I had a massive armada, took everybody down. I really have to doubt. What are great. you What are you playing? Civ six. Civ six, base yeah, game, I'm just base down. game, yeah, just just base yeah. game. We should stream it yeah. one day. Ooh, hooray! Yes, because we are on Twitch at Fearless Fathers on twitch check us out make sure you follow and subscribe to that ryan's gonna be doing a lot of the streaming since i don't have a laptop powerful enough to handle all of that i'm currently uh streaming the new warcraft expansion Uh, i did a fresh start so if you guys are into watching me dick around in azeroth or shadowlands or whatever the hell the new expansion is i haven't even looked into it too much definitely come on check me out there you go so make sure you check us out on twitch support that as we build up that and kind of a nice, fun, easy, communicative way to embrace with all of you and kind of hang out and ask some questions and watch Ryan die ridiculously as he gets teabagged. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely very, very bad at PvP on that game. Oh, I'm just bad at PvP fucking period. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see when I go get Civ 6. (laughs) (laughs) But enough of the nautical jokes and the gaming today. Today we have kind of a, well, this one I think is more of a stigma-based episode, liced in with some fun and some other stuff. So, Ryan, why don't you tell them what we're talking about today, brother? I, for once, not for once, I always disagree with you, but I definitely disagree with you. This isn't stigma-based at all. This just shows the vulnerability in men and nobody's talking about it. That's not a stigma. All right, all right, it's it's relatively stigmatized because it doesn't get talked about. Can no. we agree on that? No. Fuck <laughs> you. Absolutely not. Fuck you. Listen, when you start picking the topics, you can start determining their uh, their core values. I picked like the last four, so I don't want to hear it from right, you. Right, but you didn't pick this one we're talking about now. Oh, you're a scumbag. Just tell me what we're talking about, you jerk. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> we're talking about your feelings as a father or mercifully our feelings as a father, because, you know, we're the one hosting the show on the first day of your kid's school. And this actually came to me uh, the other night because I was looking, you know, at like where my son was going to be in a year. And in about a year, he's going to be school age. He's going to be he's going to be able to go to kindergarten. And it freaked me the fuck out uh, for two reasons. Number one. Um, I'm not super great in interacting with people about my kid yet. <laughs> and number two, he, uh, because of the pandemic, he hasn't really been socializing with children. He he's lost like a year of that of the of those building mm-hmm. blocks 
that a, that we would have normally had, like him going to daycare, hanging out with his friends, um, all those things. So, you know, it's just, hey, where does your thought process go? For me, it goes immediately to anxiety and fear. But that's why we're here, because it makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> and we looked up a couple of, well, I mean, I, me and Dave both got an article. Um, Dave's was way better than mine, for whatever reason. <laughs> we just kind of rolled the dice on who read what. Um, just see what, what other fathers were going through. And um, honestly, there's, there's some creative solutions to this. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts. So I'm just going to, I'm going to jump right in. So even before I jump right in, I'm going to digress a little bit here. My son, he's only two. He's never been through daycare like your son has been. We've always kept him home, but we've been also integrating him with children who are relatively older because he has 13 cousins. Oh. And and counting. Jesus. Uh, yeah, we're going to be up to like 15 or 16 very shortly, which is mind-boggling to me. But anyway, so he has that. Plus, my best friend's kid was born about two months after Colt was born. So we're, we're able to kind of like integrate him that way. But I started thinking about him going to school. God, even before we talked about this, I think I was thinking about it like a week or two ago. And it... I started getting a bunch of emotions in my mind of like, yeah, I'm going to have fun in high school when he's going to high school and I, and I could really just screw with him by wearing Daisy Dukes in a tube top as I'm dropping him off and do, doing stupid shit like that that I normally tend to do. But then I thought about the first day of him actually going to like kindergarten or first grade and how I was mad going to handle that. And I could be a pretty emotional person, as Ryan knows, oh, yeah. and as a lot of people that know me know. But it's one of those things where, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, I, I feel like there's going to be some anxiety. There's going to be some sadness. There's going to be a lot of, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of proudness in me too, and a lot of worry because did I do enough to get him ready to go to school when he is of school age? And... You talked about it. there's some creative solutions for all of this, and there's one that I told you about that I really liked that we're going to hit on. So the article that I got was from a blog post, uh, Daddy's Days, and we'll have the links to both of these for you guys in the description of the episode so you can check them out and read them. But the title to this one was, I had 2,000... 321 days to prepare for her first day of school a dad's story and we're not gonna i'm not gonna talk about the blog post or read it too much but really it's just the the synopsis of it is his vulnerability and you know the one line i'm looking at right now i'm trying desperately not to cry as he's sitting in a dim hallway and his daughter doesn't want to go into the classroom because she's scared and she's terrified it it's something new it's something uncomfortable and him feeling her fear and knowing that his fear and his anxiety is building and the unknown and what do you say here the unknown and uncontrollable laying beyond the classroom doors threshold is overwhelming her like that's some powerful shit oh yeah when i read that and, you know, it, it goes after that line, her hand squeezes tighter as the teacher reaches out a second arm. Like, and then he's talking 
as parents, we're not supposed to be our offspring's best friend. Our job is to channel our efforts into arming them with the tools they need to be safe, curious, kind, confident, and well-adjusted little humans. I want you guys to take that for a second because that's some great, that's a great line, right? As parents, we're not supposed to be our children's best friends. Our job is to mentor, grow, foster, nature, nurture, and build the best human being that we can at the end of the day. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Um, because I, I feel like people look at it two ways. You have the friend parent and the friend dad. Not that kids get complacent or anything, but the kid, um, I, I, I have a feeling like they could, like when they're, especially when they're younger, it, obviously be a friend to your son, be a friend to your daughter. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to be the mentor and you still have to be the person when that kid screws up and they will screw up eventually. Um, you have to have the, you're supposed to be the responsible party in the room. I think, it's one of those things that like all things it's, it's about balance. And that's the message that this, this article is trying to convey with that statement. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's, it's a, it, it's a delicate balance, right? Cause you don't want to, you don't want to sway too far from the left or the right, but you also don't want to just be that friend where they're going to grow up and not have that disciplinarian or that, that that mentor will even say right really being a parent is but you being don't, a mentor. you don't want to be the strict disciplinarian as well right so well, right obviously it's going to be your choice how you raise your kid uh but <laughs> balance in, in my mind is absolutely key and i think this guy um who, who wrote this uh explains it very very well a hundred a hundred percent agreed and i think that's why we went with this article because it's so it, it's so well done and i i love it so much we do hear about one, mine <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> but we're going to get to that. Cliffhanger. No. But one thing that we always talk about, foreshadowing, cliffhanger, tomato asparagus is all the same. One's a literary device. One's the end of the episode. One thing I love about this article. <laughs> Mesopotamia, Dave. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> one thing I love about this article is something that we talk about all the time on this show. Ryan, what do we talk about all the time on this show besides being uncomfortable? Mesopotamia. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> You're trying to make the point. Convey it, God damn it! Fucking communication. Mm. Mm. Weird. Yeah. yeah. But this is the... This one is nice because I remember going through school, getting asked this question all the time, and I'm sure you did too. Hey, how was school today? Eh, it was good or yeah, all right. It was it was all right or meh, whatever. You know that that shrug that eh, I don't really have an answer. It, it's such a direct question, and, and it's such a commonplace question that there's really no substance behind it. It's just oh, how how was work today? Eh, it was work. You know, he says in this article, I lean heavily on conversation to ease an active mind, and I'm a big proponent in conversating in understanding and you know obviously our kids are human and by building that conversation and by building that rapport with our kids you know it builds more well-roundedness it builds more critical thinking it builds more thought processes than i could even understand psychologically cuz i'm not the smartest man when it comes to that but it helps build that stuff and he talks in here about 
using smart questions or those open-ended questions, like the ones that we hear. Oh, well, what did you do in gym or music class today? Who did you play with? Uh, what did your friends have in their lunch? You know, these these focus more questions and answers into clues on how they're actually doing. And I mean, he puts in here, and I think it was really cool. But I don't really care that little Samantha had a peach yogurt for lunch. I care that my questions trigger anecdotes about moments of their day. Right? All you care about is understanding where your child's coming from. And, you know, they may go, oh, well, you know, John had a bologna sandwich. And then I traded him my Doritos for his yogurt and all. Like, as parents, as adults, that's trivial to us. But by looking at that in an outside-of-the-box thinking, by triggering anecdotes about moments of their day, right? That that little stuff that that you're going to piece together and it's going to make it more well-rounded and more coherent for both of you. And you're, you're going to build that rapport. And I don't know if you have anything on that, Ryan, but... Well, I think, um, you know, the fact that the kid is remembering the details of the day is like a huge thing too. He's not, you wouldn't, the, the child would be super detached uh, from what's going on at school. Um, Cause if you ask him those kind of questions, you think, well, I don't know. Well then, you know, there's a potential that he's, he or she's having a hard time even being there. So it's, mm-hmm. it throws up an immediate red flag um, to say, Hey, what what's going on here? And you might be dealing with something a little bit deeper than, um, Hey, what was in Tommy's lunch? Um, or, Hey, what math problems did you do in your primary math class? Instead of just asking how the day was and the kid not wanting to tell you, you can deduce a lot more if you have the details and you can, you know, start, start the conversation with them. Hey, well, why was this this way? Hey, well, what's wrong with that? Hey, what's going on? It, it wouldn't be, what's the word I'm looking for here, Dave? You wouldn't be as as like under, anxiety ridden or yeah. unaware of what's going unaware, on Unaware, i guess yeah. yeah that that's probably the best way to put it. unaware um as, as you would normally be with just you know simply uh inquiring how their day was yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with that statement i mean you know i've i've said it about a million times you're building that you're you're building trust and yeah you're able to pick up on those on those little clues and that's going to help ease your anxiety because now you have steps to take to say, okay, well, what do you mean you don't know what you did in gym? Like, isn't that towards the end of the day? Because you, you obviously, as a parent, have their schedule. You know what's going on. It's, you know, nothing is submerged anymore that you can't find. Right. You know, plus, from when we went. Plus, you know, your kid spends a lot of time with you. So if that's interesting to you, it would seem more interesting to them as well, especially young young kids in, like, kindergarten and first grade. They would, you know, they... they it, eventually they pay more more and more attention because you know like you said you're building a rapport but you know somebody's gonna they're eventually gonna start liking talking about it too mm-hmm. and they will want to engage like that at the end of the day it'll be part of their routine so they're gonna start paying more attention they're gonna look start looking forward to it and you know things change but we're talking mostly about young kids here and right. um, I can be perfectly honest. I am full of anxiety for these conversations coming up, and mine are coming up soon, real soon. But I mean, you you said something too, right? You're you're gonna input, you're gonna influence the fact that they're gonna like talking about it, that they're gonna feel safe and secure about talking about it, right? Right, exactly, 
Exactly. And I think that's a major, major takeaway. And I feel, I feel even myself as a father that we forget that, that, that we forget that's even plausible that these kids are going to like school because the stigma is kids hate school. Right, right. But nobody ever asked me these questions when I was younger. Not that I can remember. There was never the, you know, there, there wasn't the, the greatest information source in human history available to my parents. There wasn't, there was literally no book written. Um, you weren't going to walk down the borders and, you know, go find one. It, it just, it just didn't exist. Um, so, you know, you got the, Hey, how was your day question? And you're like, okay, can I go play Metal Gear Solid now? And like that was it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, or, or you'd get those questions if they were baiting you into seeing, you know, cause they got your progress report or whatever, and you were failing in English and like, Oh, how was English class today? Or, you know, and you're like, it was fine. Yeah. And you know, you're, you're like confused because you're, you've never been asked that question before. Right. And then they come out with a red flag and said, Oh yeah, fuck you. You're failing. What the, f-? and, and then just becomes that whole thing of, you know, that bombardment that, Oh God. And then you're getting hit left and right because you thought you'd get away with it. Or you thought that you'd only get that. How was school question? Right. On top of that, it puts more, puts more details. And so let's say your, your arsenal of things to deal with that problem. Cause it, it might not be, Oh, little Timmy is just lazy and doesn't want to do work. No, there's probably a base issue to why he's mm-hmm. failing fucking English. Um, he's not understanding the content. He, you know, um, I don't know if they did this for your school, but there was like three different levels, um, of classes you could take in high school. Um, and like, Hey, you might be need to be notched down to the remedial for whatever reason for a semester or two before you can go back to the standard level or, Oh, I have zero interest in this because I know this all already. And I need to go up to the AP courses. As long as you take an interest, um, you're going to be able to start seeing those things coming from a mile away. And, you know, it, it's going to be just generally good too, because then the kid will have more interest in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Hey, none of this is set in stone. I'll put it to you that way. None of it's set in stone. I could be I could be dead wrong about your kid, but it's you know it's worth trying uh, right. and taking the time to do. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, and, and it is right because we're we as adults, and and I've said this before. We as adults, we forget we we almost forget what it's like when we were kids coming up, and we expect almost our kids to understand exactly what it is we're trying to say to them. But they're learning, right? They're learning, and you're learning as you're going around. And obviously our, you know, our key demo is that I, I say the new dads out there, that zero to four range, that zero to five range. But I mean, that's what I consider the new dad. Cause that first year I say it's easy as hell. It's, it's when you get these toddler years that you and me are dealing with right now, that that's where you really start to understand a lot of what's going on, or you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on and where you get lost in yourself. But it boils down for me, it boils down by having that communication. Yeah. You're going to be anxious. Yeah. You're probably going to cry. Let's be honest. We're men, but we're allowed to have fucking emotion. That's why we do this show. That is why we do this show, but it's okay to have that emotion. It's okay to let your kid go and to just say, I did everything the best I could when they walk into that school door for the first time. But then when they come out asking those open-ended questions, how was everything? How was this? And guess what? You didn't fail if something happened, if they got into a fight with a kid or they talked back to the teacher. 
you improvise, you adapt, you refine what you did, you self-evaluate on who you are and what your practices were and what your kid is capable of doing, and you work to make it better. And I strongly believe that one of the ways of doing that is asking those open-ended questions, those rapport-building questions, as I'll call them, that's going to open up that communication for yourself and for your child, which then is going to give you something if you need to talk to the teacher and kind of build an action plan for your child because now they're giving you information or if they didn't give you all of the information, then you go to the teacher, you find out where the truth is in the middle, and you could go from there. You uh, just brought up literally the base point of the whole argument for doing this is um, let's just say you get a bad progress report from the teacher and she says this, this, and this is happening. Well, it's only half the story. It's just what the teacher is telling you. You don't know the, the, the causality for any of it. You're just assuming that the teacher is right. And that's never, never the right fucking answer. There you go. Dave said it perfectly. I have zero complaints about what just happened there. Point made exactly what we were trying to do. Dave, anything else you want to throw out there? There's just one thing I want to throw out there before we go on to your lovely article. I just want to, I just want to read, I just want to read the last paragraph of this blog post. And again, we're going to have it in in the description. So make sure to just check this out. It's really cool. And I might see if he has other work out there, but as my daughter's school journey continues, There will be many doors luring her through. Some will be exciting and important, others risky and dangerous. While I won't be there to hold her hand, I wonder if I will have done everything I can to prepare her. That is, I think, beautifully summed up on everything that we just talked about for the last 15, 20 minutes. Going through that school life journey, knowing did I do enough to prepare my child for the future. There's going to be a lot of great times. There's going to be a lot of bad times, but it's being there. You may not be able to hold her hand or hold their hand. And you may wonder if you did everything you could, but that doesn't stop you from being able to still be there to catch them when they're, when when they fall. Was that the transition? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) All right. Let's get to this other article. And whereas our first article was very, very on top and very, very poignant. Um, our second article. <laughs> fuck. I love maybe, the concept. Maybe we should have flipped this. What's up? Maybe we should have flipped these. Yeah, maybe we should have done this one first. <laughs> but I, I love the concept of this. It's just. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the people over at People Magazine are phenomenal. And they've been around for a very long time. But uh, this one, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is more of a puff piece than anything. But I, I, I like what this dad did. So the first day of school every year uh, from when his daughter was in, I believe his name is Kevin, when his daughter was in kindergarten all the way to, to 12th grade, he interviewed her about, you know, what, what are your expectations for this year? What are you excited about? All that fun stuff. It, it really shows like the progression of – a young person's thought once you, once you challenge it um, about, Hey, you know, what direction are you trying to go in? You should always be thinking about that. Um, yeah. You know, still be a kid, but at the same time, uh, absolutely think about what the future holds for you. And, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's something that that's missing 
uh, that a lot of young people don't understand or refuse to to grapple with and it causes a lot of depression and anxiety and things like that but <laughs> i could wholeheart oh well, oh there's more let's get, let's get to the just get to this real quick before we before we go into why that message is so good and i really really wish it was wrapped in a better package and delivered to us um it took me several beers and a lot of thinking to get get to that get to that point and i think i made the right point but this particular article from people magazine and now that dave was you know going through his i, I found other articles that about the same story that were way better um, this one's kind of a puff piece. This is just an adorable, hey, here's a way we fill out the People magazine blog here for on uh, May the 29th, 2019. Um, the story is very good, and I definitely suggest you going out and you know going and reading it. Um, and the point is very good. It's just the, the way it was displayed in this article is just not le- less than subpar. And you can tell that by if you scroll through. There's like little related bars. And, and Dave, you had the same issue. Yeah, I had the same exact like, issue. Yeah, there was like, um, it was like an Air Force colonel or something. And, it, and it, he's, he's obviously has cancer of some variety. And he's doing a just, just in, quote unquote, just in case dance with his daughter prior to her even getting married or being in a relationship or something like that. So they could play it at her future wedding. Stuff stuff like that is the litter, litters this article. <laughs> and was yeah. Like, Jesus. That threw me so off when I saw that. I was like, "Is it? Is this the video? <laughs> like, wait, is this but, the guy?" And then you're looking at it and you're like, "That chick, she looks different. She looks, she looks, she looks a couple years older than the girl in the in the, in the original photo. Also, her hair is different, and her body is completely. Oh, I get it. It's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, I understand. So, um, whereas the messaging for this one was good, and this is where I'm going to really leave this because you don't need to do much more than that. unless Dave, you have a point. Uh, the messaging was good. The package was bad. Um, and I'll go back and check out those other articles. And we'll probably put whatever the best one is in. In the description. You know what? You know what? I'll put the people. Well, we're going to put the people one in just so you can see the train wreck. <laughs> we, we already forewarned them. So. Yeah. It's on exactly. you. We're not. We're not lying yeah. about it. And once again. Yeah. Hey, people. This isn't us coming at you. And obviously, you know, we, we don't have a huge, super huge. We have a following. We don't have a super huge following. Um, but. This one, you missed the mark on this one. I'm, I'm sure you've had a, a lot of really good pieces out there. Still open to, uh, you know, uh, sponsorship opportunities from you. Definitely call <laughs> us. <laughs> Nobody's calling that's, us. That, that's the best, worst sponsor plug I think I've heard it ever. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, you're really fucked up, but uh, we, we'd really like a sponsorship. Money, please. Yep. Like- <laughs> Definitely send us some money. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, good for you, Ryan. Good for I'm you, trying. buddy. I'm trying real hard, I, um, Dave. I can still bring the funny, <laughs> barely. But you, you're coming back. I'm trying so hard. I don't. I, uh, I, I, we didn't mention this earlier, but I spent all yesterday really, really sick, and like we we were supposed to record it yesterday. Let's record this episode yesterday. I was just like, fucking sick. It wasn't. I was on the toilet all day. It was awful. So here we are today. Here we are. Great mood. <laughs> Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. But I I don't really have much to add other than, yeah, it was kind of a puff piece, and it was really cool to see that progression. Like, looking back at that, I kind of wish I had something like that when I was growing up to kind of look back on later on and be like, oh, damn, that was really cool. You know, but that's, that's a really creative way to build something and build a lasting memory and a relationship. And it cures, again, a lot of that anxiety, a lot of that 
fear, a lot of that doubt that you may have when your child's getting ready to go to school and you're, you're, you're really ready to just let their arm go for the first time and entrust somebody else right now at this point, a complete stranger in caring for your child and giving them the best that you would want for your kid. I, I think that's, that that's really cool as, as far as what I got out of both of these. So what do you think, Dave? I think it's time to take her home. Let's take her home. Yeah, buddy. So I want to thank you guys for checking out today's episode. You know, like we said in a couple weeks ago, we're getting back into the swing of things. Life threw us a curveball. Obviously, as dads, that's what we do. That's what we run with. We roll with the punches and we continue to build. Thank you for continuing to support us. Thank you for continuing to check us out by telling other people, by building this community. I mean, the outpouring has been great from, you know, comments to just just the listens and the downloads. I mean, truly, truly, truly mean the absolute world to us. And whether you get comedic value out of this, you get something to think about. I hope you get something to think about out of this. We like to add in that comedy to really get you to remember stuff and to get you thinking in a new light. So hopefully that's working for you. Let us know of any topics that you'd want to hear from us. Shoot us a line at hello at fearlessfathers.net. Send us some topics. Just say what's up. We love to talk with you guys. We love to chat it up. We love to go back and forth with other dads. Learn your stories. You don't have to interview with us. That's fine. If you want to, even better. We had a we actually had a dad who reached out to us just recently. We just did the interview with him, and he'll be going on this Thursday. So you'll check that one out. That was a great interview that we did, and it really ran with our non-traditional families series that we've been kind of running through these last few months. So make sure you check out that interview Thursday. That'll be coming back. Shoot us a line. Say what's up. Continue to share this message with other dads out there who may need it. You know, we're, we're looking at destroying, breaking these stigmas that fatherhood hold on us, that masculinity that says that you can't be vulnerable because you're a man, because you have to hold it all in. That's bullshit. Fuck all that. That's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. There's no other better way to put that. You're allowed to be strong. Being strong is being vulnerable. So be vulnerable. It's cool. You have our support. And if anybody says otherwise, fuck them. You don't need them in your life. There was something else I was going to add. Check out our website, fearlessfathers.net. You could check out our merch shop there. We have a couple things going out there. You could check out past episodes. You could, oh God, what else is in there? You could check out our Patreon. We still have to go through and update that, but there's a few things in there. You can find out more about Ryan and myself, who we are, what we've done, why we do what we do. Uh, You can find all of our social links in there as well, too, at Fearless Fathers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Your kids are learning and growing every single day. Just because you're a dad doesn't mean you can't do the same. We are breaking the first day of school stigma one step at a time, one day at a time. And together, we're going to embrace the fear. Always.